All right, Mark, welcome back. Uh, we're going to jump right into episode two here. Um, so this episode actually gets a title other than uh, just pilot. This one's called On the Fence, as we will learn, uh, which is uh, an, a pun. I think they're always puns, just yeah. about, as to what occurs in the episode. Uh, so we get our, we're going to open up with our intro here. Um, again, they're having breakfast. They're always having breakfast. It's a good way to start. Yes. Uh, so Sandlot Kid, as we mentioned, is gone. officially obliterated. Bolka Kid, um, he is gone. And they they probably a... had a funeral in between episodes mm. one and two. And Most... they already made a new best friend. Does this new friend have a name? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think they give him one. I don't remember if they gave him a name or not. In the first episode, um, you know, Corey has... Sandlot Kid and Sean, neither one gets a, f- a first name, that's for sure. Sandlot Kid only gets a last name. This kid, I don't think gets any sort of name at all throughout the whole episode. And we will find out if Sean actually gets one as, as we move through the beats here. So they're sitting there at the table uh, having breakfast, and they're talking about who they would, if their father was a superhero, who they would want it to be. What's one thing you picked up on this? Um, that the copyright laws were a little bit like lax then. They could just name drop other other properties' characters. No, it, Can't do that today. What occurred to me was they were talking about strictly DC characters. Right? Yeah. You know what's funny? And I think if we were kids at this time, we might have done the same thing. Like probably wouldn't have thought about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just the way the characters are. Now Marvel is the cool thing, right? Oh, absolutely. I would argue Batman is still uh, super cool. But uh, during this, they're talking about Superman versus Batman. And uh, Sean argues that it's better to be Batman's kid because um, Batman lets his ward, which is Robin, play with all his gadgets and cool stuff. And that would be a cool position to be in. This is where their new friend, um, who doesn't get a name, says he would be a very cool ward. And he's kind of basically staring off into space the whole time as Corey and Sean are talking, just imagining what it would like to have Batman as a dad, Um, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Do you remember what this kid is from? Um, I'm actually looking his IMDb up right now. Without your answer, he's from Little Giants. That's the only other thing. When I saw him, I was like, where do I know this kid from? And it's Little Giants. Oh, yeah. Um, By the way, his name in this episode is Ellis, and he shows up one more time. Ellis? Ellis. Dude, I never would have guessed that. I don't know what other episode he's in, though. They give him a last name? No. Okay, of course not. Okay, so Ellis. uh, We hardly knew ye. Um, They're talking about what superheroes they want as their father, and Corey says he would want Superman to be his dad um, because, basically, he's faster than a local... Stronger or the faster locomotive? Help me out here, Mark. Yeah, and then he jumps over bullet, Stronger than a locomotive. Uh, leap buildings in a sequel, single bound. But why would he leap them if he could fly? Uh, well, I guess it technically is a strong jump, isn't it? Don't we learn that about Superman mm. eventually? That's a couple of uh, you know, superhero nerds here. Uh, Sean explains that having Superman as your father sucks because he would be able to see through walls and see all the bad things that you do wrong. So uh, I noticed this time. All three kids actually bought food rather than brown bagging it. Um, so they, they all have like breakfast in front of them that they that they purchased. So in the first episode, I think they actually brought some breakfast. Mm-hmm. Some of them. They brought food and had it for breakfast. We'll have to fact check this and then come back. And this is where we finally get to meet Minkus. So yes. Ellis, thank God you have a name for him. Ellis pulls out a... They talk about this water war, which is going to be this... 
a squirt gun fight they're gonna have. Yeah. And Ellis pulls out what we call super circo, super soaker. And yeah, I forget what they call them in the episode. Hydrosat three thousand Z, I think he calls it. Yeah. Hydro saturator, and mm-hmm. they abbreviate it to sat afterwards. So he pulls out this hydro sat gun, and uh, oh, before he does that, Sean actually pulls out his. And Minkus is at um, the at water a, fountain. At the water fountain, and Sean shoots him right in the back of the head. And then Ellis pulls out his gun, and he also shoots Minkus in the back of the head. And that's where Minkus says, "I wouldn't do that." And he pulls out what looks like to be a tuba case. Yep, a giant mm-hmm. tuba case. And inside this thing is a even larger super soaker with two barrels, two large barrels, and the one small one in the back. I'm pretty sure I had this one as okay. a kid. So. It Lee was, Norris is not a big kid, right? No. Was your super soakers heavy once they were filled with water? Heavy as hell. That's what I was going to say. So I was, my parents bought me a super soaker. My, my brother had like, I think it was called like the 150, mm-hmm. had one barrel. Very good. Was that the yellow one? His was blue. Okay. But it had like a yellowish barrel. And then I got an orange one with green barrels. Mm-hmm. And my parents, I guess, wanted to one up that and get me an even cooler one. So they got me an even bigger one. I remember being super excited for this thing. Mm-hmm. And then I filled up with water. <laughs> and then I tried to run with the damn thing. And it was impossible. It was it was one of those things that's like, oh, wow, you, you want to enjoy it so much. And you're like, this is just painful. Like, I can't run with it. It's awkward. It has this shoulder strap, which, by the way, when you put it on, kills your shoulders as like this nylon strap digs into your shoulder mm-hmm. blades as a kid. You know, and uh, what I noticed about Minkus's was... He did. His barrels were barely full. There's mm-hmm. barely anything in them, which is definitely the right way to go. And that's why Sean had the best gun. Even Ellis still had like a two-barrel gun. Yeah. It's just way too much water, too heavy and practical. You had one then. Um, yeah, I had a one-barrel. I yeah. don't think I ever got a two-barrel. What I also remember, too, having to pump them almost constantly mm-hmm. as soon as you shot them, it petered out. Yeah. So you basically had to hold the trigger and pump it the whole time? Yeah, there was a secondary tank for uh-huh. air to build up pressure. Right. And I would always, I think as a kid I did it wrong, I would put that that small one, I would put water in that secondary, in that, you know, maybe it's a tertiary tank in mm-hmm. this case because I had the two the double barrels. I would put water in there for extra water, but I think that killed it because mm-hmm. it was so hard to pump with water in there. I didn't yeah. get it. No one told me. Um, so as as they're pulling out these water guns Minkus pulls out his tuba case and he has the biggest gun at all gun of all and uh, Ellis makes like this this western face they squint eyes at each other and then Ellis basically puts the gun away and submits to yeah submits to uh Minkus. As for Minkus says, go ahead. Make me wet. Such an awkward thing to say. (laughs) Um, And then, and that's when uh, Corey says, oh, why would you need a super soaker or a hydro set gun when you could? Is that my... I just set off my... I think I just set off my... Yeah, my panic. I just pressed my panic <laughs> button, ladies and gentlemen, so you get to hear that. Um, that's when Corey says, "Why would you need a, a squirt gun when you can just have a water balloon?" Mm-hmm. And he goes to fill the water balloon at the water fountain. That's when every single kid in the cafeteria pulls out their squirt guns. Yeah. So, are we going to address the fact that they have guns in school? <laughs> you know, at this point, we might have been able to have guns in the school, like a toy. Because uh, you know some unfortunate events like Columbine changed a lot of that. Yeah, and this would have that would have been like Actually, four like, years after. I remember like not being able to bring a sword because you could whack people with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they all have guns in school. They're just sitting on their laps, I guess. 
Yeah, and they, they just from under the they tables. just unload on Corey and they drench him. They're all like doing that thing where I say like they're shooting and pumping at the same time. Mm-hmm. They absolutely soak him. He says, "All right, I'll get one. I'll get a gun." And um, Mr. Feeney shows up, and Corey's standing by the water fountain, soaking absolutely right. soaked. And then uh, Mr. Feeney says to him, "The drinking fountain is not a toy." And then takes a sip and just flicks his mustache. Yes, which I think is reoccurring. He does that in yeah, every the time little he gets mustache flick. Yeah. And um, you know, having never grown a mustache, I, I wouldn't know if that's a thing. Uh, but they also called it a drinking fountain. A drinking mm. fountain. Have you ever called it a water like a drinking fountain? No, I don't. It's think usually so. water fountain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, water fountain. And, but as I said, I was like, well, a water fountain that would be like the, probably the thing at the mall that you don't want to drink out of. That's a water fountain, like yeah. a fountain. Drinking fountain is probably the right name for it. You would think. I think maybe it's the difference between soda and pop. It's where I you're guess. From. I, I just remember thinking it sounded funny or proper or whatever from him. Uh, so uh, what we learned from this scene is that Minkus is the ultimate badass. Uh, he's got the biggest gun. Uh, and Corey is going to have to get a super soaker to uh, participate in the water war. Mm-hmm. Because the water war is just not going to cut it. Um, all right. So then we hit our music and we get our and William Russ tagline thing at the end again. Um, and the very next scene is in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, uh, they are talking about, uh, plumbing issues. Um, and the dad goes, I believe upstairs to go fix up. He says the toilet no longer does that geyser thing because he fixes the toilet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is where Corey is asking his parents for a squirt gun. And at first his mom, Amy is like, oh yeah, totally. I'll get you a squirt gun. And he hands her like a catalog. Yeah. Until she sees the price. I think I remember stuff like that. Like catalogs at least. And it's 50 bucks for a squirt gun. Ah, That actually sounds kind of cheap. Like, Uh, you got to remember it's 27 years ago. I guess. Like 50 bucks. I think that's might've been the equivalent like of a hundred bucks today. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he wants to squirt gun. They say, absolutely not. Um, his father comes downstairs and, he tries to, uh, he does this clever thing where um, his father, Alan, um, says, yeah. oh, the, the toilet no longer does that geyser thing. And Corey's like, oh, would you, um, how much money do you think you saved on that? And his dad immediately grabs him and is like, what's he want this time? And it's mm-hmm. a $50 squirt gun. Um, and they basically tell him that, that maybe he'll get one for Christmas. And then he wanted a better <laughs> joke. And he says, oh, good. I'm with the, I'm with the little boy running around spreading pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Like, I uh, I think when I got my Super Soaker, it probably was either for a birthday or a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't a random present. And so it would have probably been for Christmas. Go, oh, I got this thing. Now I have to put it away and wait. You know, mm-hmm. So it probably was a familiar experience. Um, and uh, when... And one of the things that Corey tries to do to convince his parents to buy the squirt gun is he's describing this scenario where there's a fire in the house and what are they going to do about it? And Morgan keeps asking like, why? You know, why is there a fire? You know, why? <laughs> like, why is there no, like, fire? Why are we in trouble? And Corey um, says something to her, like, because they tripped over your dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which I thought was really harsh. Uh, but again, uh, Morgan uh, is the cutest thing in the world. So um, I have to say his reasoning and his, like, thought out process of why you should get one is so stereotypical of a little kid yeah i've heard some of the worst excuses (laughs) he tried that he wasn't just like because i really want one and Mm -hmm. because all my friends have one which by the way that's that's pretty convincing like hey we're doing this water war that's probably what i would open up with yeah all my friends are doing this water war i'm gonna be the only one left out using water balloons can i at least get something yeah i might have started out with something big like hey dad can you buy me a corvette yes you kidding me well then how about a water gun (laughs) now one stupid thing i noted too is that i noticed his father keeps uh his adjustable wrench in a cabinet in the kitchen 
He comes down after fixing the toilet and he throws it in the cabinet kitchen. Uh, toolbox, maybe? Somewhere else? Um, they might not have a garage. <laughs> I, I guess, <laughs> it is weird. I guess. I don't know. We'd have to look at the original shots. We know that they pan out in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and they play that music. They usually show the outside of the house. We'll yeah, the exterior. I don't think they have a garage. We need to make sure, see if they have a garage because uh, that's where you would have kept that darn thing. Um, so the next thing, Corey goes upstairs and I mentioned this in our first episode where we have our, our money debacle. So Eric's playing with a, uh, a watch that apparently syncs up with Phillies games and plays the national anthem or something, yeah. and he can't program it, which, by yeah. the way, I think... So what time is it? To. Yeah. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. 12, 12 o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, programming, 12 o'clock. programming watches is always a pain in the butt. And he says he got it for his with his first paycheck working at the dad's grocery store. Okay. Where did the Philly ticket money come from? We didn't establish that. So again, we have another episode where Eric is talking about how he bought something. As if it's this revelation to Corey that you can make money or have money and buy something. Do you, do you remember your first paycheck? Yes. Like, was it a lot? Were you disappointed? Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so... I don't think I could have bought Philly's tickets and a watch with dude, it. Dude, what was my first job? Oh my god. I think my first job, I was only there for a day. Oh, yeah. Was that the, was that the wings, wings to go? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this again. <laughs> I don't think they paid me, though. Uh, they might have. They might have just had a leave obligation because they're a big enough organization. Mm-hmm. But the first paycheck I really remember would be working at a grocery store of all places. Mm-hmm. I worked at Giant. I was, yeah. uh, I was stocking stuff. So I guess I kind of do. Um, I was getting paid every single week, um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I remember my first check being disappointed. Because they were like a week or two behind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I expected getting two weeks of pay and it was one week. Yeah. And then taxes. Yeah. And like expected getting 300 bucks and it was like 75. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's a little <laughs> bit of a large bite. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You might want to have those taxes adjusted. Um, so uh, so he mentions that he, he bought this uh, watch himself. Um, Corey asks him if he wants to invest in a squirt gun as well, and uh, basically Eric tells him to, to buzz off, and yeah. not so many words. Um, so the next scene, uh, Corey's in the garden, and this is where we run into Mr. Feeney again, and Feeney's outside uh, working in his garden, mm-hmm. and Corey well, wants to get a, a job from, from him and make some money. So he offers to prune his roses or his flowers, and Feeney's like, absolutely no way. But he has some shutters that he would like painted. And this is where Corey shows that he can't do math mm-hmm. and that Feeney takes advantage of small children who can't do math. Um, so he tells him that he has eight shutters. Yep. So, no, eight windows. Well, hold on. Yeah, eight windows, two shutters apiece. Two shutters apiece. At Five dollars per shutter. Mm-hmm. And Corey pauses for a moment and says, what's that, 58 bucks? And Mr. Feeney pauses and says, $58 a day. Yes, Mr. Matthews. And at the end of this episode, he doesn't even offer to, to cover the difference. Such a jerk. And he says to him, you're worth every inch of that C-plus I gave you in math. Very nice. Um, so, uh, Corey, so we, uh, the next scene, Corey's done. He's already painted these shutters. They're a beautiful green. They look professional. Um, And they go up and down without sticking. They go up and down without sticking as Feeney notes. And Alan comes out, Corey's dad. And as the shutters are being pulled away, he notices that the uh, fence is now green as well. Yeah, it looked pretty nice though. As these white stripes. And this is where Corey uh, learns that although he's earned his money, to buy his squirt gun from Feeney, who took advantage of him like a jerk and like a mentor should. You should mm-hmm. always take advantage of children. Yeah. And um, you don't pay them what you owe them. 
nor a bonus. Cut them short, even when they do a great job. So he finds out the fence is green, and now he's going to actually have to uh, to fix the fence before he mm-hmm. can go do that because his parents aren't going to let him do it. So Corey is now painting his fence white, and this is where his uh, his friends show up while he's painting. And it's Minkus in an all yellow yeah the banana suit banana suit you know some sort of like like uh, raincoat garb and mm-hmm. um, and then Ellis thank you for that and Sean and they're asking if he's ready for a water war and this is where Corey tries the whole. Um, like Tom Sawyer trick on them. Yeah, and I'm glad Mink has called and it out Minkus that it was from Tom Sawyer. Specifically, he's like, did anyone else do the summer reading Tom Sawyer? He's trying to sucker you. And apparently Sean and Ellis are such morons that if someone tells you that painting the fence is like a party, you're totally in and you want to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, so what he eventually does is actually offers to to pay them uh, to help out. And one thing I wrote here, too, is that sh- here, Sean is a giant. He is a giant amongst these boys. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually cast a little bit older. Like, he's an older kid, technically. I think he's two years older than Corey in real life. Okay. And there might have been a reason for that because they use him as like kind of the heartthrob as the show goes. Mm-hmm. But he is a lot taller than everybody else. Because everyone else seems like they're, they're more like the age they're supposed to be portraying. Um, so he offers uh, to pay them to paint the fence. And um, while they're painting, Corey goes inside um, to get ice cream for them. And, and while Corey goes inside to get ice cream, Morgan is tying an apron. For her hair. <laughs> and I love this part because she's working on the apron, talking about bunny ears, one bunny ear of the other yeah. bunny ear. And Eric's like, Are you almost done? Um, do you even like know how to tie a knot? And she goes, No. no. And he says, Why'd you tell me you did? And she says, Because I'm self confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just the cutest thing. Um, so uh, Corey goes and gets the, the ice cream bars for his friends. Um, and while he's doing that, he's commiserating with Eric because um, you know, he has to deal with these employees of his who want ice cream and want all these perks as they paint the fence for him and Eric has to deal with all the messes at the grocery store you know as a 15 year old might have to deal with and uh so so Corey takes I I noted he takes one of the ice cream bars after Morgan asks for one and shoves it in her mouth Mm -hmm. and those things are cold and all I'm thinking about this whole time is my sensitivity (laughs) and how bad that would hurt and if you watch closely Morgan's hand goes up as if to pull this thing out of her mouth which is clearly causing her pain either by the cold or by the by um, the size of the stupid uh, ice cream bar in her tiny little girl uh, face and she restrains though and puts her hand back down and doesn't pull it out and they hold the camera on her for just too long as she's just suffering with this ice cream in her <laughs> mouth i hope after the scene they at least let her eat it that it was real <laughs> I hope that it was real and they let her eat it because i feel like a lot of times it's like fake stuff you know yeah so, hopefully uh, it wasn't like 10 takes hopefully too she got because <laughs> <laughs> like when, if you have something shut in your mouth like that your, your eyes will begin to tear you might gag on it it's just so bad so he goes outside and he gives his friends um, their uh, the ice cream bars. These are their ice cream bars, and they are uh, they're jerks about it. Well, especially yeah. Minkus. He says he prefers Heath Bar Crunch. Crunch, and that's where Corey's like, "Oh yeah!" And he takes the <laughs> ice cream bar, he puts it in like the mulch, mm-hmm. and he hands Here's it back to him. Here's your crunch. And that's where they basically say, I don't think we're being appreciated, and they just ditch him for the water war. They get paid, and they don't finish the job. Mm-hmm. His friends are jerks. Mr. Feeney is a jerk. Uh, Sean's supposed to be his best friend, as we yeah. learn. Right now, it seems like very casual acquaintances so far. Like, they're decent friends. 
Right now, if it's anything like Sandlock kid, he could just be killed off at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they just ditch him and leave him there. And as Corey is painting, he finds out from Mr. Feeney that some of the paint ended up on the other side of the fence, too. And he's going to have to fix that. So the guy who gypped him, who's not giving him all the money that he owes him for real, yeah. and uh, is now telling him he has to paint his side. And Corey basically just passes out, gives up on the fence, gives up on the job. His dad shows up and offers to uh, to replace him. He tells him to go go be a kid. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about stuff. Go be a kid. So Corey runs off to, to do the water war. And somehow he had... Um, they don't show him by the gun or really yeah. cover it, but he mentions that he bought the gun, yeah. but he still owes $8 somehow. Yeah, because um, he had to buy bars. paint and supplies buy to paint fix the supplies. Yeah, so he owes 8 bucks after all this, which, by the way, would have been taken care of if Mr. Feeney had paid him the wage he owed yeah. him. 22 bucks. Yes. Shorted him. He, yeah. Not, he should still be coming out ahead a little bit here. Yeah. Damn, Mr. Feeney. Just, just that uh, sadistic bastard. <laughs> um, so, uh, Corey's dad replaces him, and um, Corey comes back the next scene soaked from the water war. Mm-hmm. And Eric is laid out on the bed, like in, in their bedroom, and Corey drips the water on his head, which I thought was very realistic because you might do something like that. Oh, Eric, absolutely. Eric basically says, if I wasn't exhausted from working, I would kill you. And then Eric uh, says, I don't know how he does it. And um, he's like, Corey goes, well, who are you talking about? And Eric says, he's talking about dad. He works all day, never sits, doesn't take a break. Like he, he eats his lunch standing up and then he comes home and takes care of all this stuff. He said, I don't know how he does it. And he's like, it's like he's, and then Corey interrupts him and says, Superman. And Eric goes, what? And Corey says, as he's watching his dad paint the fence. Yeah, the Superman's, to the... Superman's my dad, which is really cool because it's a callback to the original mm-hmm. part. Also shows how much appreciation he has for him because we've already established that the father's a really good dad. Mm-hmm. This is something I could imagine my dad doing for sure, yeah. like for me. Um, which uh, it's just, uh, you know, a heartwarming ending here. So we get our credits after... So we get our, uh, our commercial break, I'm sure. And then we come back to the... Oh, no, I'm skipping ahead. No, there's not... Because that, that, oh, that yeah, happens yeah, later. The, yeah, the yeah. dinner yeah. table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The dinner so table. the last scene uh, before the final commercial is they're at the dinner table. And and uh, and Corey basically calls out his dad saying that he's hogging all the work. And his dad is really not picking up on what happens. And Corey challenges him to a duel. Pulls out a water gun, a smaller one, and yeah. shoots him. And then um, his dad uh, has like a remark about it, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, yeah, it's and, entertainment. And then we're he was eating. like, "Well, you might you might feel differently if you had a water gun." And then his dad looks under the table and taped is another water gun. And then uh, he he reveals that he uh, he, re- he eventually reveals that he traded in his more expensive gun for two smaller ones, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And after he uh, is like shooting his family with a water gun, he says to his family like. You would if you had one. Yeah, to and the they mom. check, and there's no yeah. guns there at all. It just oh, he only has enough for the two. He says, "What am I made of money?" And he starts shooting his family. Mm-hmm. So that's where his mom breaks out the um, the spray, the, the spray from the sink, mm-hmm. and sprays them all, and they all run outside. And um, and basically, the we go to like the the final commercial, mm-hmm. and Morgan is still inside, and her mom, who was carrying her when the when the water gun fight broke out puts her on the counter so she's on the counter she's like oh there's like cookies here so yep. she's enjoying cookies good for her and then so we would we would go to a commercial break normally but we're watching on Disney Plus so there's no commercial we come back for the final scene you know which is always like 30 seconds or less and uh, she's sitting there and she is apparently called 911 
<laughs> or the local police. <laughs> yes. And she says her parents are outside fighting. Um, and like having like a, did she call it a gunfight? And then you hear Mr. Vini yell, not on my azaleas. Going... <laughs> and then she says, they just shot the neighbor, um, which is a pretty good line. <laughs> um, and then the show eventually ends. So yeah. Like, I guess the cops never show up or if they do it all gets just explained away. Um, so a, a pretty good episode as well. What do you think about it compared to the first one? Um, at this point, I still don't feel like they're settled into what they eventually like become later on in the season. Sure. Especially, we still haven't... Um, I don't know. They still haven't introduced Topanga. She's yes, not even seen at this too. point. No Topanga. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like it's it's pretty standard for, for what we're going to see later on with the dynamics between the different characters. Yeah. Um... Did Sean actually get his name in this episode? I don't remember. I don't even know if they actually said Ellis's name or if it's just... I think you just found that on there. I, mm-hmm. I, they definitely didn't say it. I I believe I would have remembered that yeah. had they done that. Uh, this Is is this Ellis's last episode? Um, IMDb or, said he was in two episodes, but, but I not, don't remember. Not consecutive, which... I don't think. I, I think they get rid of him, too. I think they do as so, well. And we do eventually uh, get to meet uh, Topanga, but not here. Mm-hmm. Again, this whole... If you were to watch this show sometime in season three or season four or seven, you would think the show was predicated on the yeah, relationship, would have been which doesn't even get started. Season three. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that scratching sound means one of my cats wants to get inside here, which is pretty funny. It also means I think that we are out of time. Um, so, Mark, again, I uh, appreciate you uh, doing this. Um, look forward to what we have for uh, for episode three and for the hopefully the three or four people who listen to it.